Hey, when does the show start? Hey, wait a minute. <gasps> First, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh, okay. In just a minute. 50% of all lifetime mental illness begins at the age of 14, 75% by the age of 24. You got something going on. You need to reach out to somebody, maybe a neutral third party, markwelltherapy.com. Dr. David Markwell and his therapists uh, do an amazing job there at Ridgeline Counseling. Markwelltherapy.com. They can do it virtually. You can stop by one of their three Georgia locations, East Cobb, Marietta near the square, or McKaysville, right outside of Blue Ridge. Again, markwelltherapy.com. True story. Uh, one of our most popular guests uh, is Matt Dugmany Aurora, the Aurora Law Firm. Uh, that's no joke. You guys love him. I love him. If you have any questions for him when he pops in on the show, you can go to podcastthebs.com. There's a whole section set up. You can ask us on social media, or you can leave a message on our hotline, 404-369-3825, possibly get a one-on-one. -on -one. Specializing in criminal law, located in Atlanta, but practices nationwide, theauroralawfirm.com, theauroralawfirm.com. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. After all these years in the radio business, Jason Bailey is finally unfiltered. I don't know what you want. With his bestest buddy and producer, all the way from Mexico, it's Nate, dude. Sit back, enjoy. Here is the podcast that is all about intellectually immature nonsense. Are a very particular set of skills. You will love it. Why? Because I'm Jason's neighbor. I'm old man Kevin. <laughs> and by God, this is the BS. He just won a Super Bowl. I don't think you really need to say more than that. Then he's a world champion. He is the first first round pick Kansas City Chiefs and what the first Greek player to ever win a Super Bowl George Karloftis am I getting all that right first Greek player to win a Super Bowl not first Greek that's player what, to be in the NFL that's what they're saying I, I I don't know I don't know that's what that's what people are saying I think it's first Greek born Greek born there's been other people of Greek descent but I I, I was actually born and raised in Greece so I think that's where the uh, difference lies have you met the guys in the back offices that do this this research to find this stuff out? Because like, <laughs> I don't know. No, I haven't. I don't know who found it out. I know uh, I got tagged on it. Purdue football tweeted us. It's like, all right, there's some legitimacy there. Might have, might have started out with some people on Reddit or something just yeah. <laughs> in the depths of the internet. But somebody found it and... You know, somebody legitimized it, obviously. So, Well, the Greek people are proud, and they're proud of you, and I think that is something to celebrate, you know, when one of your own uh, is able to do what you did. And, and it's like you're just not there going to a Super Bowl. You're an amazing football player. Like your career at Purdue and, uh, and even what you did in your rookie season, you're, you're, you're going to, like, I'm going to put this conversation aside for the day you go into the Hall of Fame because you've got that – kind of talent and i'm not the only one that says this i mean you're you're a beast on the edge yeah i, I appreciate it man I just uh you know ever ever since i uh, was introduced to this game i think eight eight nine years ago uh you know i, I, I fell in love you know almost uh to the point of addiction yeah. you know and it's, it's uh obsession addiction you know whatever you want to call it and this it's something i love to do you know and i found a, a real balance between uh 
my faith. I'm Greek Orthodox, my family and uh, football, you know, so for me, that's, that's what my life really consists of. And, uh, you know, try to try to treat all those things equally. And, you know, this, it's been a really good balance for me. And I, uh, I absolutely love the game. And you didn't start playing until you were 13, right? Uh, I think fourteen. Fourteen, yeah. yeah. So you know, you know, I was thinking about that. There, there's, there's something to it. Now, I didn't start playing football till I was thirteen, but I have, I had nowhere near the caliber of talent that you have. But there's something to be said about the guys that played it their entire lives, where you and I think even today more than ever, because you know your generation has got an even shorter attention span. You know, and that's just yeah. because of the way the world works. It's not a shot. It's just the way the world works. So I think, like, if you were to start playing in, like, peewee at five or six, you get burned down a lot faster. I mean, that's tacking on another almost 10 years of playing football. Yeah. I think there's something to that, you know, and uh, something I talk with people about pretty often is the fact that I, I played multiple sports. I grew up playing multiple sports, just just about everything. You know, water, I, water polo was something I, I was really big into, Greece, track and field since I was a really young kid. Uh, basketball, tennis, soccer, everything you could possibly think of. You know, I, I was, uh, I, you know, that's what I like to do. I, I like to play sports growing up. So, you know, I think that just like you said, a diverse background growing up so that you don't get, you know, you're not just into one sport growing up. You just have that, that diverse background, kind of trying everything out, see what you really love. I think that, uh, that, that really helps out. And, you know, the, the getting burnt out part, you know, it's just like after the season, you know, we, we're going at it for 26, 27, 28 weeks, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, just doing the same thing and same schedule, you know, and all that stuff. So the bye weeks really help uh, in the NFL. And now after the season, now that we're in the postseason, you know, just or in the off season now, I guess, uh, just got to take some time off, just relax, rest, uh, you know, and all that stuff. So, so that doesn't happen. Yeah. Do, uh, do a little decompression, yeah, right? You got to yeah, relax the brain. Exactly. But I think there's some too, you know, starting football a little younger and not being burnt out. It's more fresh to you. It's more new to you. You have more things to learn. And, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of it's uh, based on physical ability either way. So, right. It depends. So you, you, you win the biggest, you know, achievement in your rookie season, which I've always thought that was the coolest thing ever like for you know and I never get to talk to I mean a year of sports talk radio but I don't think I ever talked to anybody that won a Super Bowl in their rookie season I mean it's like you can only go down from there you know there's there's a lot more to go but your rookie season was different I mean you played like a first round pick for the Kansas City Chiefs I mean they picked you for a reason um you know that I remember in the draft there was conversations of, you know, going receiver. I don't think that it had been announced that Tyreek had been traded or not yet during the draft, but there was talk like getting a receiver, getting a receiver. And you guys ended up getting Sky Moore, which was great. I thought he would have a, had a bigger year than what he did, actually. But that walk from where you're with your family and they call your name to get to the podium to get with Roger Goodell seemed like it took forever. <laughs> That was, the, that was a long walk. That was a long walk, uh, kind of running the back in my mind right now, you know. It was, uh, you're really happy. You're trying to process that, if that you know, because when you're drafted, you don't really know where you're going to go. You're like, all right, these teams are really interested, so I might be able to go to this team or this team or that team, you know. Um, you know, you're thinking, oh, Kansas City, you know, what are, you know what's that? Uh, you know, is it, so, like, I, I – 
you're trying to wrap your head around everything, you know, the defense, your teammates, where you're going to live, you know, the the team and everything like that. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a long walk. Long walk. It, 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 at the bottom line, at the end of the day, you're just, you're just happy. It's just you know? so exciting. Get, like, in, the draft, in the draft, we went defense for the most part. Yeah. You know, I think that, that showed we had a lot of youth. Not well, only in our defense, but in our team, and uh, I think that was a that was a good thing, and you know it's going to be good for the next few years for sure. For sure, you definitely proved me wrong in the Super Bowl. I did not think it was going to end that way. <clears throat> not too many people did. Not too many people did. But that's what uh, we've kind of done all year. Uh, you know, people didn't think we'd uh, win the AFC West. People didn't think mm. we'd make it to the playoffs. People actually thought we'd finish last in the AFC West. Um, mm. You know, yeah. just kind of what we do. You know, you practice with Mahomes all the time. Um, now, after the Super Bowl, uh, even if you are a Kansas City Chiefs hater, uh, you have to have the utmost respect. I mean, you know the guy's got not just talent, but superhero talent. And then you watch the tenacity and you watch the intestinal fortitude. You watch all that. You watch the pure athlete in Patrick Mahomes, the second half of the Super Bowl, when you knew his ankle was bum, and he hurt it again even more, and it just disappeared because he's mentally that strong. I mean, that's yeah. just next-level shit, right? No question. Yeah. No question. I mean, he's in a – right now he's in a league of his own, and he has been for quite some time. You know, he could do everything as a football player. There's nothing he can't do, and he's uh, he's going to finish as one of the best best players of all time. I agree with that. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. And, and so um, let's talk about the game itself. You know, leading up to the game, you, know, you got a, a full week or two, you know, of, of all the media and the talking heads and people asking silly questions and trying to get sound bites from you guys. Are you guys prepped for that experience, especially if you've not done it before, like yourself, um, before the Super Bowl? Not necessarily prepped, you know, the, the, the coaches and our communications people that handle the, the media and all that stuff, they they kind of alert us like, hey, you know, it's going to be a lot between practice and media. There's going to be a lot of funky questions. Uh, just be ready for it. It's going to be a lot. You know, just be respectful. Don't give the other team any bulletin board material. Give them all the praise and, uh, you know, just just keep your uh, keep your focus on just that we're there to win a game. And that's it at the end of the day. Yeah, I, I read something that Travis Kelsey had said, which I think in my mind will go down as one of the classiest things I've ever seen uh, an athlete say. He said that Jalen, and paraphrasing, Jalen Hurts could have won the MVP of the Super Bowl even with the loss. I just thought that was so classy. Absolutely. I mean, he he played his ass off. Yeah. You know, he, he heck of a player. We have a lot of respect for him. And just... Just like Patrick said, if there's you know if there was any doubters before uh, the Super Bowl, there shouldn't be any doubters now. You know, we we have a lot of respect for him as a defense. He presents a lot of problems because you know, guys with, with dual threat quarterbacks, the uh, the misconceptions like, oh yeah, they can't. They're just athletes. You know, they can't really throw. Well, he can prove that he can do it all. Mm. Uh, and he's done that all year. And we we knew that. I think the world knows now. So he's. Uh, you know, he he's one of those uh, elite guys. You know, when you talk about when you talk quarterbacks in the league, I think. What was the locker room pep talk, and who gave it before you guys went out? You know, I don't. I don't we don't necessarily do all that, all that stuff. 
you know, if you're not ready to do the soup, if you're not ready to play in the Super Bowl, you're not very really hyped up on your own. There's something wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like what everybody dreams of, you know, for the, the whole year and most guys for their whole lives, you know. So, uh, you know, it's kind of like, all right, let's go, let's go win this game. You know, it was more, more than that, more along those lines. Um, you know, halftime, you know, there was some adjustments that needed to be made, you know, because we weren't. Uh, doing so hot or we didn't we just didn't play like we thought we were capable of mm-hmm. um, so we had we had to do a couple of things differently just it was more lying on execution really uh, so we just took a step back and said hey guys calm down let's, uh, let's, let's go out there and execute and uh, you know it turned out to be in our favor would it be uh, a real shot to you if you lose any of the coaching staff on the defensive side of the ball moving forward or as a professional athlete, that's just kind of status quo. You get used to it. I mean, there, there's two sides to that, right? I, I love all of our coaches. You know, I love Spags. I love my defensive line coach, Joe Cullen, I, all the other position coaches, you know. So, yeah, anytime something like that happens, it hurts. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't think anything like that's came out, but I, I understand the question. Uh, you know, yeah, it, it hurts. Whenever you lose – a player, a coach, whatever the case may be, you know, everyone talks like, hey, this this team will never be the same just because of the turnover in the NFL. Um, but, yeah, it's the reality of the situation and, and the reality of the uh, the profession. Uh, so, you know, you kind of just roll with the punches and, you know, you just uh, you keep moving forward regardless of what happens. Yeah, I, I always wanted to know that, too. You know, I, I got some friends that are intertwined <clears throat> with the Steelers organization and, you know, years ago when they had different offensive coordinator changes and whatnot, you could see it. I mean, it was, it was plain as day on the field and, you know, talking with them, they're just like, it's just not the same. We just don't get it. You know, it's just, we're not performing, you know, and every year of your guy's career is the most important year of your lives. Cause you don't know if you're going to have another year. And, and, and so you've got to, yeah. every year is you've got to win the Super Bowl, Right. I mean, that's exactly. kind of mindset. I think, I, I think it's underappreciated and undervalued by, by most people how much of an effect a position coach or just one player can have on the team. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know, you know, we, we got a new position coach on the D line and uh, you know, I, I know the guys that will say like, that he made a huge, huge impact on the team. It's in, in our, in our defensive line, you know, we had some moving pieces on the staff and uh, you know, that, that worked out really well you know the linebackers got the d-line coach and they absolutely loved him so everybody meshed great together uh and you know they everyone worked in perfect harmony you know it was all it all all just clicked for us you know and uh you know even with the even with the guys on the team uh you know we had a few a few veterans you know on our team uh but we had a lot of young guys so that really balanced itself out well and i don't think people appreciate well if you're not a if you're not a football, if you don't know football, you're not going to appreciate like what you do. I mean, you know, as a defensive end, you're, you're part of your job is not necessarily to be, unless you're, you know, third and long and you're going after the quarterback, you need to take, you need to keep guys off the backers. So like you're, right. you're, that's part of, that's one of your responsibilities. I mean, a defensive end really only has three responsibilities and you do such a good job of that, and 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 it even amazes me as the you know the pros behind the microphones that are doing this. Like, who am I to say? But 
they don't bring that to the to to the fans' attention more of what each position does because it's not always about sacks and tackles and interceptions and yeah. and, and stuff like that. It's about making sure Chris Jones is open or able to to, to make the tackle or it's a it's absolutely right. Yeah, it's you know like, what I'm it's, a, it's a it's a it's a team game. You know when it's a lot of the time, like if you see you know a great guy like Chris or you know. A guy like myself, and you, know, you on the stat sheet, you don't have anything. You zero, zero, zero. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you had a bad game. Not, at all. not necessarily, at least. Right. You know, maybe you had a specific task. You know, for me, uh, speaking broadly, as a defensive end, what what's my task? To stop the run, mm-hmm. to drop when asked, and to rush the passer. How do you rush the passer? You got to earn that right by stopping the run to get them in those pass rushing situations, you know, those third and long, second and long type situations so we can get after the quarterback because that's, you know, that's what everybody wants to do in my position. Uh, so you got to be good at doing everything else. Yeah. And that's how that's how it kind of works, you know. And stopping the run isn't sexy. It's uh, it's, it's it's a grind and uh, it gets dirty and nasty in there, uh, you know, but at the end of the day you're just trying to, trying to stop the run, maybe create a pile, mm. uh, get the guy down, you know, but whether it's just yourself or five other guys with you. Um, and those, you know, you see the sacks, you see the PBUs, you know, those happen on the, those pass rushing type situations. And, you know, that's what the fans really like. And, and we, we love playing those situations too, but, uh, you know, that's just a part of the game. Just like you said. It, it, one of my favorite things was, to to trail uh, or to 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 take the tackle the the pulling tackle you know head on and take out his leg and it was just always the cleanest cleanest hit you know because these big bulky goofy guys are uh, you know that and you're down low and you just swoop up and your 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 job is to you know obviously block the hole and that was always like it wasn't sacking the quarterback it wasn't making a tackle blocking a pass i was never athletic enough to drop back but it was just that was my favorite thing to do was to, yeah right was to take the leg out of the pulling tackle <laughs> i don't know why yeah yeah now, now you know specifically towards you know any, any kind of a gap scheme play with a, when a, with a tackle or a guard or even a center sometimes pulls uh you know that that's kind of like the wrong wrong arm type technique. Uh, that's a little more uh, old school to kind of put it at that. Now what you're kind of taught is to be able to go inside and if he bounces out, you can play both. Mm-hmm. But what offenses did that since they know that we're doing that is they'll bring the tight end and he'll actually cut you because you have to stay square. Oh, and that, that so he'll cut you and then he'll take you out. You know, so you have to be able able to combat that, whether it's you take him out before he takes you out or be able to avoid him. So there's there's that, that chess game, that game theory uh, that goes on within within a game with, uh, you know, I guess a guard or attack could do that too. But there's, uh, there's that. I, I got to tell you, out of every time that somebody has said something that I was out of touch with, whether it's pop culture, music, or movies, I've never quite felt so old at 47 than when George Karloftis just told me I was old for my defensive end tactics. Oh, no. That's <laughs> <laughs> so all good. It's funny. Um, did you get it? I'm, I'm assuming the answer to this is no, but, you know, along with the Super Bowl, the festivities of the halftime show, um, I heard a rumor that uh, was it Andy Reid that said if you guys take a peek out or something, you're in trouble, or, or if you have anything to do with the halftime show, you're in trouble. Did you guys take yeah, a peek? I mean, no, no, nobody took a peek. Uh, 
you know, it was, uh, I think it was in reference to Rihanna. Like, they're like, yeah, they know, halftime show. Because you go through, like, the logistics. Uh, when you first get there at Phoenix that Sunday night or that Monday, you know, they, they kind of go over, you know, uh, scheduling-wise, the media, during the game. You know, there's a longer pregame. There's a longer halftime. So just being prepared. And just, uh, when they were presenting that, they're like, yeah, the halftime show's Rihanna. So everyone started going crazy, you know, woo, you know. And uh, Coach Rita, just so you know, you know, whoever peaks, uh, uh, you know, goes over there and watch the halftime show, you might as well just stay out there because you're not coming back. <laughs> you're not coming back in locker room, you're not going back out or so, something to that extent. Uh, you know, so, so no, to answer your question, nobody went out there and watched. Mm. Uh, but it was so loud that in the locker room we were able to hear, you know, because we have a 30-minute halftime. We usually have yeah. like an 8- or 10-minute halftime. So you have points in time where you're just eating or stretching and just not really talking or doing anything yeah. uh, because of that, that performance. So you, you're able to hear a little bit, but nobody, nobody even thought of uh, going out <laughs> going there out and there. Uh, I have a, a good buddy of mine who uh, played for the San Francisco 49ers, and he was on before the Super Bowl. He uh, was part of the dynasty days, uh, Randy Cross, who, you know, he actually hiked the ball to Joe Montana. And so he's got three rings. And we, when we had him on uh, a couple of weeks ago, we, we talked about the halftime, you know, normal game, eight, nine minutes, you're in, you get talked to, you're out. You don't really cool down all that much. And if you are, it's easy to get back warm. 30 minutes is a whole new world. And Randy was saying they actually train you guys going into the Super Bowl how to ha handle halftime because of how long Absolutely. it is. Absolutely. Is that true? Yeah, they, they, go, they go over a lot. You know, you have a lot more time, just like you said. So you, you got to make sure you get something to eat. You got to get back warmed up. Uh, you have a lot more time for adjustments. So, you know, at first you just sit down, kind of, Take to yourself, get a couple extra breaths, whatever the case may be. You might roll out, you might stretch. Guys that are feeling a little banged up might need to get with the uh, trainers or the chiropractor, whoever the case may be. So you have a lot more time, which, uh, if used correctly, could be a huge benefit. Yeah. Hypothetically speaking, if you were not a professional football player and you were an official for the NFL, would you have called the holding call at the end of the game? Did he hold him? Uh, yeah, that's how you guys got into field goal range. So, I mean, that's what they said at least, right? I think it was pretty clear cut that he held him. He, he did, he him. And, he, and he admitted it. I don't think that's – why is that a debate? Uh, I, just because I, it, so, it happened in the fourth quarter, it doesn't change that that's the call. If it would have happened in the first quarter, it would have been the same call and nobody would have been complaining about it. So, I don't know why – oh, yeah, it's a it's – a, it's a pivotal time of the game. We're just not going to call what's right. I just, I don't understand that. So, so Greg Olson, who was on, on commentary in the game, made a big deal about, you know, like it was ticky tacky or something. Now, even he admitted he held. So, I mean, it, you're right. Yeah, that's, it's, it's, that's, that just the, it's the right call, regardless of whether it's ticky tacky or, you know, it's, it's, it's too big of a moment to make a call like that and all that stuff. It's, it's the right call. Mm -hmm. You know, so, and the other, the other argument is that the ball was uncatchable, but in the rule book, that's nothing to do with the call. Yeah, so I don't, you know, they're making a big deal about it. If, if what, whatever, game's over, we won. It's, 
Have you gotten used to the storyline stuff where the media tries to make a bigger deal of things than what it is? Because you know, you have to know, you're a smart guy. You know that there has to be more than the game in order to attract eyes and ears to the sport. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think there, there's a big there's a big element with that. I think they make a big deal out of a lot of things, but they also met the, the media, the people on, on social, whoever the case may be, right. make a big deal about certain things, but other things, you know, where you see where we, where we think it's a big deal, they don't even notice. You know, uh, I know for us, you know, earlier in the year, Chris Jones had that one uh, – Sack on uh, maybe it was a Derek Carr, and they called it sack fumble. They called it unnecessary roughness or roughing the quarterback. And I was like, what the heck? Yeah, you know, I think from from then that's from a defensive end's perspective. I'm sure every position has those those things, you know, and the, those game changing plays at the end of the day. But uh, you know, it's it's all up to the refs, you know, and we're gonna whatever they call it's not it's not you could do much other than than challenge it, you know, all the. The complaining and going up to them and talking is not really going to change their minds. Uh, so I, just like I said, roll, you got to roll the punches. I, I don't know how you guys do it on the defensive side of the ball. It's almost like you're playing two games. You're playing one game of football and one game to make sure it doesn't look like you're doing whatever. I mean, it's a it's the NFL has kind of turned into a lot of perception is reality, um, and, and you know some of these, you know quarterback hits or it's it's the game i mean that's what you do i mean it's it's not like you're out there trying to t- trying to yeah. kill them kill them it's not bounty gate again you know it's nothing like that yeah i don't i i understand where the the uh, rules are coming into effect i think some of the, i think some of the time they could be a little uh i don't know what the right word is but you know when you put your weight into someone while you really sh- you know couldn't or shouldn't have you know, or could have prevented it. I think that's where it comes into effect. You know, a lot of times you have the late those hits, or they're you're within a step or two, which is legal. But then you go ahead and slam and put your weight into him, and they'll call that. You know, because you didn't need to do that. You know, on a sack, you know, when he's holding the ball. Uh, for the most part, it's fair game. Uh, you know, just don't just don't absolutely try to demolish him. I think that's I don't know if that's fair, but that's that's reasonable, and you know. With those changes, you can prepare accordingly. You know, you could do drills in practice where you where you hit someone and you, you pull off, you know, just so you don't get a, a penalty for your team to negate the great thing you did. So, just, you know, just because those rules are, you, you got to change your preparation a little bit, but not nothing crazy. You just got to be a little more conscious. What did you do to celebrate after winning the Super Bowl? We had a little, uh, you know, in the, in the locker room, I mean, we were there till late. You know, maybe till 11 o'clock midnight, you know, Arizona time. Uh, so, you know, we were there for a while, you know, just partying, going crazy. And then they had an after party at the hotel. Um, you know, then guys went their own ways from there. Um, but, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Are you a party guy or are you just kind of chill? Nah, not really. Not yeah. really, to be honest, no. Yeah. Because you, you have, a, like, a, a steady girlfriend, right? You've been going out for a while. So you just like yeah. won the Super Bowl, honey. Let's go grab some macaroni and watch some Netflix. No, 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 no. I mean, my my family was there. Uh, yeah, you know, I had my family there, friends there. Uh, no, it's not one of those types of nights. Uh, yeah, you know, you're you're going out, you're hanging out with the guys, uh, with your family, with your loved ones. So yeah, it was it was a good night. Are you able to? I, I never was able to do this in my twenties. And I even struggle with it in my 40s is to live the day. 
And you, you, like, we can't even fathom what it's like to be on that field and when the clock goes to zero and win the, the in my opinion, the most prestigious championship that there is just because I'm a football fan. Are you able to absorb that moment and still understand how big it is? You sure as heck try. You know, I I know for me after the game, I didn't want to do any interviews. I think I only did like one or two. We usually do a bunch after the regular game. Uh, I just want to like look as I, I just want to enjoy the moment. I just want to live in here and not even like pull out my phone and record like like most people do nowadays. You know, like you see the when LeBron broke the scoring record, like you see the picture and everyone's like on their phones like, oh my gosh, he just broke the record. Like it's not on video already. <laughs> um, so for me, it's like this. This is my camera, you know, my eyes. Uh, and that's how I like want to take in and absorb things, you know, just like take a deep breath and just like, wow, like we we really just did something, uh, you know, take it in for myself, you know, those moments, you know, me going back on uh, on my camera roll and like, oh yeah, like that was great. You know, it's nothing like me physically being able to remember it and really just like. Yeah, we, we really did that. You know, and that for me that was that was huge. Yeah, very cool. Um have you started a a rivalry with any quarterback yet in the NFL? And I and let me get let me give you kind of a backstory behind this. I've all I always thought it was cool the Warren Sapp, Brett Favre when they played the base played each other back in the day and the the the, the trash talking between them, but there was so much respect between them. The defensive yeah. guy and the quarterback have you started anything with any other quarterback where there's a little back and forth? No, no, I'm not. I'm not a big trash talker for that matter. None of us really on the D line are big trash talkers. Um, you know, maybe a couple guys here and there. You know, we we go out there for one job and it's to win the game. Yeah. Uh, but no, 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 not yet. I mean, maybe eventually that'll happen. Uh, for me, my rookie year is just to to do my job, help the team win in any way I can. Um, so yeah, I mean it wasn't it wasn't like I had a oh yeah, like like screw you man or whatever the case may be. Uh, I didn't know if know, there was so. anything that carried over from college or something like that, or you're like, ah, I'm gonna get you. No, I don't I don't think I play any quarterback in college that I did in the NFL now I'm thinking about it. Mm-hmm. You know, something that might might transpire, you know, more likely to transpire is a defensive end with an offensive tackle. Right. Uh, that hasn't happened yet for me just because I've only played for one year and this same effect of the quarterback. But uh, that certainly may happen. You know, I know some guys, you know, just they don't like each other because they played against each other so many times. And, you know, <laughs> but at the end of the day, you have respect for almost everybody in the league, you know, especially guys you go against and you, you know, they're good players. At the end of the day, you have respect for them. And then you fast forward, you know, 30, 40 years when you guys are putting on your golden jackets and you got the gray streaks in your hair and you're like, remember, remember when we would just start scratching each other's eyes out back in the day? It was a good time. <laughs> All right. Uh, on Instagram, if you want to follow George, at George Karloftis, um, and we'll have that when we post some stuff via uh, all of our social media brother it's so cool like when i got offered this opportunity to talk to you i was like hell yeah dude this is awesome um i'm so happy for you you're such a great guy and you have such a long amazing career you're a beast you are an absolute beast so congratulations to you your team and your family and uh thanks again for coming on i appreciate it george thank you man thank you for having me this is great Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. 
Just about everything needs to be insured in your life, right? So find the best in the business. That'd be Sean Camp at Country Financial. House, boat, motorcycle, car, you name it, needs to be insured. How do you get a hold of Sean? Easy. Call him. He'll pick up 678-519-9028. Tell him Jason said hello, 678-519-9028. Yeah, make sure you mention the BS because he takes care of the two percenters. Or you can email sean.camp at countryfinancial.com. S-H-A-U-N dot C-A-M-P at countryfinancial.com. The camp agency at Country Financial. It is your one-stop shop for all your insurable needs. Rodents get cold, too. They might want to get warm in your attic or crawl space. Uh-uh, not on Inspect All Pest Services Watch. Inspectallservices.com. That's the website you need to go to and book an appointment. Mention the BS. Receive 10% off your exclusion work. Did you know that uh, one big issue with house fires is that squirrels cause them by chewing constantly, chewing on the wires, plus all the disease the rodents bring in. Don't let that happen to your house. Inspectallservices.com. You're the only person I'm going to say this to. Feel free to call my wife. 404-797-4600. That's if you're looking to buy or sell a house because she's a realtor and that's why I'm here to tell you how great she is and how awesome she's going to be for you. She's a realtor with Coldwell Banker, Rachel Guy. She's your guy and she's my wife and she's awesome. 404-797-4600. You can also get a hold of her. I am rachelguy at gmail.com. Are you asking yourself right now, who's doing my taxes this year? Because the guy last year, (laughs) no way, not happening. Well, let me answer that question for you. Alliance Tax Solutions. You go to keepmy.money. That's a website, www.keepmy.money. It says it all in the URL. Tax resolution, tax planning, tax preparation, bookkeeping. Georgia-based, face-to-face tax resolution firm. They are the best in the business. 25 years combined experience, and they have resolved millions of back tax debt for their clients. So if that's you, Alliance Tax Solutions, that's the solution. www.keepmy.money. And back to you, Jason. Oh, we have so much to talk about. I know. You guys are going, where have you been? Well, you know where I've been. I've been on the road. I'm uh, I'm like uh, Sylvester Stallone and over the top, you know, driving the big rig and dealing with his kid, getting beaten up by Terry Funk. Finally gets to the big dance for an arm wrestling match, bets it all on the line, and Hawk comes out on top. New truck, lots of money, and his kid loves him. <laughs> Wife died, but, you know, shit happens. Uh, so, Nate, how are you? Good. Yeah. Hola, buenos dias. How y'all doing? You, you you look you you look awkward. Like like I haven't <laughs> talked to you in like three weeks, and and I, I actually kind of forgot what we do on the podcast for a little bit. To be honest with you, yeah, I'm like, where's Nate intro? <laughs> uh, well, we we're we're running the we're gonna run the interview first, so <sighs> we've got to change it up. Okay. So don't ask questions if you don't want the answer, because I don't want to give the answer. <laughs> so I I I've got the the interview. Like if you would have read the sheet, I read the sheet. Then you would know that the intro goes there, and then we just don't do the the, the names and stuff. Okay. That's just because we got to change it up because things are changing, things are happening. Um, I know a lot of you on social media have uh, have 
been guessing, you know, like what, what's happening and this and this and that. So here's the deal. I'm going to be this. This is this is the big, this is the big unveiling. All right, because when you hear this, either day of or day before it have hit the trades, and as soon as it hits the trades. Uh, which is like publications in, in the broadcast industry and stuff like that it's called trades, um, then I can tell you. Now, I, I, I have and I will have posted something and sent something out to the premium two percenters ahead of time uh, because, you know, in the podcast world, it's difficult to communicate because you're recording early and then when something happens, you can't do a lot of stuff in real time. And I don't want anybody to feel like they're being left out because that's the last thing I'm not I'm. I'll get to this here in a second. I'm going to try to not make the same mistake that I made 10 years ago. And I made a huge mistake 10 years ago. I knew I was making a huge mistake 10 years ago. Nate liked to remind me of the mistake I made 10 years ago. And I'm going to, I swear to God, I'm not going to make that. I'm going to at least attempt. And you know what I'm talking about, Nate, right? Um, Right. I'm going to attempt not to make that same mistake. So with that being said... Did the road trip with the wife. We were heading to California. Notice I never said where in California. There is a reason for that because uh, there's only so much I can say. This is the radio business is kind of sneaky, sneaky. Uh, I have decided to take a job in Sacramento, California. I currently am in Sacramento, California. I have been in Sacramento, California for a couple weeks. Uh, I'm not alone. I have put together a, what I consider a very strong team to come into this radio station, which is 98 rock. This will be my second tenure at a 98 rock. One in Tampa, one in Sacramento, but I've brought Nikki D that's me. She's sitting right next to me. <laughs> if you notice, if you're watching any of this video stuff, it looks, her backgrounds are very similar. The couch is very similar. She's literally sitting right next to me. She's just on her own video camera. <laughs> and uh, I also brought in an old friend of mine and Nate's. Um, this was, you know, I, th- I, I th- if Nate were a headhunter, Nate would get 10% of, of the cut finder's fee a finder's fee correct <laughs> and that would be our friend nelson nelson you want to scoot over here i can't yeah you can he's just just be careful don't 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 there we go Rawr, big nelson right there oh, big boy for sure how <laughs> oh, you make me look so small <laughs> i don't know if i want to sit next to you uh, you want to sit in my lap? I yeah, can hold you. Uh, yeah, you're like a brontosaurus. He's <laughs> a large man. Mm-hmm. So this is the team that I put together, and you're like, people are like, what the fuck, Bailey? Why didn't you bring Nate? I mean, he's your, he's your ride or die. Well, Nate was offered the position, but Nate has got things going on in, in Mexico, and he moved down there with a goal and a dream, and he's not ready to walk away from that. And I totally respected that. And him and his wife have plans, and they're going to give it the best shot they can. And you never know. You know, maybe in a year, two years, three years, four years, he can join the show, whatever. But he's you got to follow your dreams down in Mexico right now, and you're doing that. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're just 
very happy where we are. And, you know, I know it, it's a great opportunity for, for the show and you guys and everybody. Um, but yeah, we're just, uh, we're in, enjoying where we're at and we, we're not ready to, to change that just yet. Yeah. Totally get that. You know, I, I will, you know, I was thinking about when we we're going to record this and go, this is going to be really tough to talk about our experience so far here in Sacramento mm-hmm. with Nate in Mexico. Right. Now, granted, you know, he talks about Mexico all the time and how great it is and the things that they're doing. And you see the pictures and you follow Hanson's on hiatus on social media and you, you see all the great fun things that he, he and his wife and his and, and, and tubby tubs is, is doing. Uh, so I'm going to feel jealous. I mean, not jealous. I'm going to feel guilty. You've, you've had this guilty feeling a lot when it comes with, to Nate not being here with us. And I keep telling you to, like, just let it go. Like, Nate's good. He feels good. Don't feel guilty. We've moved to paradise. I, I, we have. <laughs> it's really nice. Here. I, 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 kid, I, I kid you not. We have moved. The, I'm still waiting for cameras to pop out. And that Ashton <laughs> Kutcher guy to come out and go, you're punked. It's it, I, Nate. I kid you not. I've never seen anything like this before. But Nate's not living in, in the Bronx somewhere with dirt and rats. He's in Mexico too. So don't right. feel too bad for Nate. I expect to see a Sacramento moment. I want to see the train museum and the orange trees and you know the the whole nine yards. <laughs> no, this place is really badass, dude. I mean, from top to bottom, the city like everybody's so nice. I have yet, okay, so everybody knows about my Black Cloud. This is what the podcast is actually based off of, Bailey's Black Cloud. I don't know if I'll ever have a Black Cloud ever again. Uh, It's, I've been here for now two weeks, uh, or almost, and yeah, two weeks, and I have yet to have a confrontation. I have yet to meet a negative person. I have yet to have an, uh, to, to run into an asshole, even on the road. It, it, I've, it's it's absolutely an anomaly. I went to a car wash with a younger guy, right, mm-hmm. working. <laughs> I mean, let's just start there, right? A younger guy working, <laughs> wearing a little ducky tie. And you didn't have no issues with him. Well, no, 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 let me tell you a story. And I roll up, and he says, hi, sir, can I help you? And I said, yeah, I just place, this is dirty, just got off a road trip. You know, a little too much information, but I'm in, I'm in Sacramento mode where everybody's chit-chatting and talking. Right. So I said, you know, I got off a road trip, hit the snow and, you know, the rain. And he's like, we'll take, we'll take good care of that. Now, have you decided what package you'd like, sir? This is like a 22-year-old dude in the middle of the day working at a car wash wearing a duck tie. Like they all wore duck ties, but this guy—he was proud to wear his duck ties. My point. And they <laughs> What's had the duck ties. Have feathers on it? No, it's a little duckies. The place was called Quack Quack Car Wash. <laughs> and, and it's like the cutest thing, right? You're like, oh, one, I'm at Quack Quack Car Wash, which is like a lot of fun to say. And two, uh, this dude—I'm just happy this guy's like happy to work, and he's so nice. So he's like, pick a package, sir. I said, uh, well, I'll take the, the top one. You know, it's $31.99 or $29.99 or something. He goes, you know we also offer memberships. And I go, okay, yeah, I've seen, I mean, I've seen that done before. He goes, you know, you pay that monthly and agree to pay that monthly and you can come back as much as you want. <laughs> and I said, you know, uh, I'm, I'm just in this area temporarily and then we're moving uh, across town in, in the city called Roseville. If anybody's familiar with Sacramento, it's a very beautiful city. And so I, I, you know, I don't know if there's a quack quack over there. Later, I find out there's literally a quack quack right across the street from my house. 
And uh, yeah, I've seen a few of them. And 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 he goes, you know what, sir? No problem. I hope you enjoy today's car wash. But if you need to come back, just let us know, and we won't charge you, and we'll sign you up for the membership. You have yourself a great day. Wow. What the shit is going on around here? <laughs> that was nice. <laughs> what the shit is going on? Everybody's too nice. You know, it's 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 just the honest thing. So now I've kind of experienced four, I guess, communities in the country. You know, I've, I know up north, the northeast. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the go fuck yourself. You know, right. that's what I was born into. And then you get down to the south, and the south is... And I've said this before, the Southern hospitality is bullshit. Even Southerners agree to this, right? You know, you guys on our social media, you're like, oh, dude, <laughs> it's our little rib on the world, <laughs> you know? So you say, bless your heart, which is the equivalent to go fuck yourself. In the Midwest, you guys just don't say anything. I mean, you guys just kind of roll with it. Oh, no, the, the Midwest is known for being super nice, right, I, Nelson? Right. I would, I'm would. i glad that Nate chimed in knowing that he's only from two hours away from where I'm at. And, like, that, the heartland, like, I give you Ohio might be that fake nice, that southern hospitality. But by the time you get into Iowa and Nebraska, a little bit of Missouri, Kansas is an anomaly. But that's, I, I'm kind of jealous coming out here with you guys because you are experiencing such a culture shock. Like, this is Omaha. Mm. Like, Sacramento is Omaha, but there's orange trees. So the chit-chat <laughs> yeah. with the ducky tie guy, like, I expect that coming out. I'm almost going to be disappointed when I don't find it. Oh, wow. Yeah. I guess, Nikki, you uh, and I, you know, we, we, came for, we came from the mean streets, right? Yeah, we did. And, <laughs> and I've, I've had a, an, an encounter or two here that I wasn't very happy with. You got the sassy look, though. They're not ready for your intention, man. Yeah, that's you got a look. That's we've talked about that numerous times on the on the show. Is that you know you kind of bring it upon yourself. I I don't think I bring it upon myself. No, no, no. You do. I'll tell you because we've spent a lot of time lately going out, and I've watched you order things and order drinks, and it's your body language (laughs) where it's. I'll take the apple bottom martini. That did look good though, and you kind of delicious. But but and then, and you don't really say anything. You just kind of get this Joker smirk, you know, and then just kind of lean your head and you kind of shrug. It, it, it's it. There's a the, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I see it. Okay. Oh, I've witnessed them. So that's what you do, and that puts off bad energy. Bad energy. Yeah, I got I I I, I Nate, Nate. Come on, you. I, she's not a bad person, Mm-mm. but she's got that thing going right. <laughs> I, I haven't been out to eat a ton with Nikki, but she does like the things the way she likes them. There she's going to tell you that. See, there that's that Midwestern bullshit. Which he, <laughs> he's not being... He, I don't want to upset Jason. I definitely don't want to upset Nikki. <laughs> but he's kind of hot. Now so. I got Nelson in there, and he's going to side with Jason, but I don't really want to throw him off and make him look too bad either. So... <laughs> You do, you know, and, I'll, and how about I, you know, we're, in our bonus uh, content today for the 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 P two Pers, um, want want you guys to I mean, you're going to get to know Nelson here as we continue to talk, but there's something extra that you guys will hear that we've had to do, um, because <laughs> Nelson's larger than life. Yes, yes. <laughs> he's the Backstreet Boys. Yeah. <laughs> All five of them. (laughs) But maybe we have to do the same thing that we do with him with you. No, wait, we're not talking about it right now. Just just relax. But 
just just chill and we'll get there. But it's really helped my life, is all I'm saying. Like it's revolutionized my life. I, I I'm telling you, I'm a therapist. Uh, so Nate, this place, I, I feel like I'm just talking to you in the audience, right? Because I mean, these two yahoos are here. So we yeah. get we get here and we check into our Airbnb. Uh, so we leave Vegas, you know, Rachel and I leave Vegas. We get here uh, a day before these two and we check into our Airbnb, which is two and a half minutes from the radio station. And it's like the Brady Bunch house. Just Literally. not two stories. Exactly. <laughs> they have the same brick wall and everything. Right. Yeah. It's just like the Brady Bunch house. The only one of the issues that we've had is Nelson's a large man, right? Let's just for for those that can't see him. Yes. He's he's you know about four bills, right? Yeah, and add ten pounds to whatever you're thinking. Okay. So just <laughs> heavy. Just he's a big he's guy. Just huggable. I, I he's a huggable guy. He's a huggable guy. He's, I don't have a TLC show, but they got me a web feature. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. uh, he he had uh, his 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 bed's a couch that pulls out. <laughs> it's a pull out couch, but he doesn't. No, I don't. <laughs> Now, I think this is important because you're not happy with your pull-out couch. But I, 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 I thought about this okay. after you complained the other day, and nicely. Yeah, I don't like this that to be known that I wasn't being a big, I wasn't giving the side the Nikki D side eye. I was just like, hey, I don't think this is popping for my body type. Is that what we're calling it the 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 ND. SI? The NDSE. The NDSI. Here's the thing is there's a lot of things that are happening again in a good way mm -hmm. that happened 10 years ago. Like my, my career kind of goes in 10 year cycles. It's weird. And so 10 years ago when I hired Nate and he came up to Atlanta, leaving his wife behind mm -hmm. for a couple months, he stayed at my house and he slept on a pullout couch. Oh, nice. So, Dude, there's, so I'm going to be living in Mexico in the next 10 years is what you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's, Excellent. A, there's a good possibility. That's what my point was, is there's a good possibility in a decade you could be in Mexico. <laughs> I, just I, did have, well. I did have roommates, though. I had cave crickets to hang out. You had cave oh. crickets, yes. But you definitely bonded with Mr. Milty and, and, yep. and, and things happen. So, look. Uh, I feel bad that you don't like your your couch bed, but this is the only place I could find, and I'm paying for it. So I'm yeah, paying. I'm picking up the tab, and there's it, the only if you wanted to go bigger, it's like an extra fifteen hundred dollars a month. No, that's insane. I no. just can't afford. It. Listen, I think you'll notice when you go back to my little hole uh, in the Airbnb here that I've just uh, folded the couch back up, and I am now sleeping on the egg crates that were on top of it on the floor. That's good. That's strong. It's like camp. I'm treating it like it's camping. Yeah. Oh, uh -huh. I didn't know that's what you were doing. Yeah, that's because when I, Nate, you'll love this. I go to the pull-out couch, right? I'm like, well, at least this will be functional. I can turn it into a couch during the day and have some room in here, you know, and set up. So I go to fold the thing up, and underneath the, the thin <laughs> mattress is like 18 different cardboard boxes that they have used for the flooring of this bed. Oh. <laughs> So I had to pull all of that out, and then I got it folded up. Now I got my little PlayStation set up. I got my egg crate on the ground. I'm happy, man. I I I, 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 I miss I messed up with the big unveiling of the radio station because I put the radio station T-shirt on. <laughs> oh wow! 
Wow. <laughs> and you didn't even uh, give us the memo it, to put ours on. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? You like swap shirts or something? Like when you announce something new in your life? You like, oh, yeah. You put no, the, yeah, it's like the draft and they put on the hat. Yeah, or or you take it off and you and you, you just don't you just show your naked butt, your horrible naked butt. Oh, so I can just do this, right? I can just yeah, show you the t-shirt. Yeah, you can just do that. Okay, gotcha. That's All right. good. So Wait, you took you got a t-shirt already? It didn't take 3 years? Oh, Nate. We got t-shirts. I've got so many things to tell you. <laughs> we got swag bags. I, I I I'm trying to I'm trying to make this more moving forward and the future. But it's tough, man, to not even just have a quick conversation about some stuff. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's fine. I, I can still live in the past because, you know, I'm, I'm not part of this. So we, I'll be the, the third party. So we, we go out to dinner with uh, both of our big bosses, right? Our, our program director, who's also the ops manager for Sacramento and San Francisco. He's the guy that hired me. Uh, and... Uh, his boss, our boss, she's the market manager, and she's a phenomenal, pheno- both both phenomenal people, but I've just never seen management so positive and so good. Everything that you bring up is, yes, how can we get it done? It's never no. You know, it, we haven't heard one no yet. And it's not that you can't say no, because that's big boy world, but it's, hey, how can we find a solution to either make it happen or get as close as possible to make it happen? And if you disagree with it, it's, or do we want to rethink the reason why we're doing this? You know, that, that kind of, that kind of, and it's not some, you know, California bullshit, this and that. It's positive. It's positivity. It's moving forward. It's positivity. And we just didn't have that at our last place at all. I mean, I can recite the times I would go into promotions meetings and that nerdy little troll who's now fired would sit next to me thinking he's got power in the radio station when he doesn't. He's the kid that I beat up in fifth grade <laughs> time and time again. And I would say I'd pitch an idea for either the show or the radio station. He would always, that guy, an Adam dude, he'd go, no. No, I mean, literally say, he's the product, he's the commercial guy. Shut up, you little wimp, you know? And that's what I, that's what we dealt, that's why I stopped going to the meetings. Because, you know, I wasn't going to mess with Funyun Boy. It's just, it wasn't happening. (laughs) Um, I just would get frustrated. And eventually I was going to put a hole through his chest with my fist. So this place is nothing like that. Nothing good vibrations like here. Oh my God. All good vibrations. We had a meeting with the engineers. All right. The head engineer, chief engineer, not Native American chief, but just like that's his title. And we're in this, stu- we're in our studio. And I have a list of things that I've written down. And everyone, oh yeah, it's done. It's not a problem. Working on it. Absolutely. That's really a good idea. I can't believe we didn't think about that earlier. <laughs> Where am I right now? Yeah, with an engineer. Wow. Was, have you with ever an had an engineer? That? With two engineers. I was waiting, and I still haven't heard this noise out of their engineer team. It's my favorite thing when they're ready to wind up and, and shoot you down, and it's, well, it's always three <laughs> E's and four L's. Well, <laughs> and not one time. I, they're smiling. Have you seen an engineer smile? Forget them being nice to us like they're happy to be alive. Yeah, they're everybody's so stoked crazy man the thing that threw me was when uh bailey's going through a slip with one of the engineers and he's like yeah have they talked to you about this and the the guy's like no and he's like oh wait i think they did they're looking at it we're we're trying to order it from australia in my mind i said 
what is Bailey having them order from Australia? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we're trying to reach out to the people in Australia and order it. I'm like, but just But what? just even that first part you said where uh, <laughs> the the younger engineer, his name's Jonathan, he says, uh, he goes, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he admits that yeah. that conversation happened. Mm-hmm. You know, we come from a world where nobody wants to admit fault. They don't want to admit that something, ha- it's, it's, it's all a big game. It's a lie. It's, it's a ruse. It's, it's, it's whatever. Um, it's nothing like this here. So the, the radio part of it, and it's all very communal. So there's no like, there's not very few little private offices. Everybody kind of sits out in the open, uh, which is way cool because you see everybody and you talk to everybody. You're talking to the general sales manager. You're talking to the local sales manager. You see everyone. Uh, and every, the promotions department's right there, front and sun, center. Nobody's hiding anywhere. And it's it's a beautiful facility. It's brand new. They just built it. So we're moving into a really, really good spot. Um, I will also say this, and I kind of alluded to this on some episodes without saying what it was. This has been in the works for a very, very long time. Uh, and I feel bad that I couldn't tell you guys, but you know how it works. I just couldn't tell you guys. So the radio station itself is the best programmed rock station I've ever heard. And that says a lot because of my love for my station in Orlando. This station plays everything from um, I, uh, you've got Disturbed, Shinedown, Metallica, Tool, to Bob Marley, Johnny Cash, uh, House of Pain, Beastie Damn, Boys. Cool. Yeah, um, 21 Pilots, and... I say Bob Marley. I said Bob. I mean, there, there's a Candlebox, Skid Row, and Motley Crue. It just it, it's 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 a rock station that I've always preached about putting together. It's a rock station that you know all the songs. And even Rage said this the other day when we were, when we got it coming into Sacramento, we were listening to it. And I can't tell you the last time I've listened to, to Terrestrial Radio. It's been a minute. I didn't even listen to Terrestrial Radio when I was on Terrestrial Radio. And sure the hell didn't listen when I wasn't there. So the 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 station is programmed so well that even if you don't like one of the songs, you'll still listen because you know you'll like the next one. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm looking at, like, the playlist that's played in the last hour. Uh, Puddle of Mud, Nirvana, Guns N' Roses, uh, Queen, Alice in Chains, uh, Stone Temple Pilots, Sum 41. Yeah, it's a fucking awesome yeah, mix Queen, also, Yeah, Queen, right. you know, Freddie Mercury, David Bowie, Under Pressure. I mean, it's, it, it's, everything's in there. Uh, I heard House of Pain last night. I was like, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Well, gorillas like, are on there. Gorillas, yeah, Blur, too. You know, as like a guy who got into radio, because this is like what I love doing, broad, the podcast, the radio, all of that stuff, this is the radio station that they told you doesn't exist. Yeah, you might want to go work for a radio station that plays all your favorite songs, but rock radio really doesn't. You're not going to find good rock signals anymore. It's all going to be pop and country, and you're just going to have to get used to that. So, like, this is like a fantasy station to me. I've been telling people, I I was out with our program director last night. We went to one of the numerous casinos that are all within 20 minutes of my house. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yeah, they're awesome, too. Yeah. Uh, I, I told him, I said, you know, with all due respect, and I don't have that, uh, my relationship and their relationship, they just started a relationship, but I've known this guy for a very long time. He's a phenomenal person. He's a phenomenal programmer. Uh, he's He's gotten a lot of bad end of the stick deals in, in his years, but 
um, you know, I have a, I can bullshit with them. I can be honest with them. I can, it's not a game, right? There, there's no negativity. There's no, I got to watch what I say because he's going to go and tell. It's none of that, none of that pressure, none of that feeling. And it's not bullshit. It's for real. It really, really is. And you just try to work things out, you know, and, and find solutions. And this is the life that I like, you know, when you're part of a negative environment, you have almost a, we have a tendency almost by default to become part of your environment and it sucks. This is great. This is pit. Anyway, I told him last night, I said, you know, with all due respect to, to, to the radio station, um, I've been telling people that this, what you're doing and what this company is doing, it's, we're, we're working for Odyssey. I said, it's not normal. And I go, and that's sad because what we're experiencing now should be the norm. How you treat your fellow employees, how management treats the talent, how talent treats other people, you know, all that stuff is should be the norm. And it's unfortunately an anomaly here to us, at least, because we're not used to it. None of us are at all. It's very shocking. Yeah. Nikki and I are going. We're almost scared. <laughs> I'm just staying quiet, just kind of listening and taking stuff in because I'm like, all right, when's the gig up? Right. <laughs> Nick and I are kind of scared. We're going, huh? Something's not right here. I wonder why every time I heard a door slam, y'all jump real quick. Like, you guys just okay. <laughs> something's just not going on. You don't have to shake this, like that. Something's just not right, Nikki. Yeah. I think they're coming to get us. I think, this, I think, I think they've got us for some science experiment or something. <laughs> They're harvesting us for organs. Uh, so we we've I've done two casinos since we've been here. We have our first sponsor of the show. We have our first endorsement. <laughs> That's another thing. Oh, so we went out to dinner with uh, our our bosses. You know, whatever. To this amazing, a lot of great Mexican restaurants out here. Yes. And and so uh, we're we're out to dinner at this Mexican restaurant, and I got some cups done, and I gave him some cups. You know, one of our spot well. They sponsored the podcast and pours too, the the creations, creative creations with case, and mm-hmm. and they, you know she does those tumblers and you can do the logo. So, I've a lot of you have seen the the purple BS logo out there without the better than radio on the bottom. I figured I'd kill the better than radio for the radio side of things. <laughs> right, <laughs> smart. And the purple is because Sacramento and the Kings, and they're rallying behind the Kings. <clears throat> That's really the only sport. Well, it is the only sports franchise Sacramento has. But the Kings are doing really well. Everything else is all San Francisco based, which is forty-five minutes away. So we're 49ers fans. You can be Golden State fans. There's kind of a back and forth with that. You got the Giants. You know, San Jose Sharks, not that far uh, uh, away. So, you know, you got, those are our teams, right? Anyway, <clears throat> so I got these tumblers. I give them the tumblers. <clears throat> and um, then they, Aaron goes, well, Stacy has a, uh, a surprise for you guys. I said, really? Yeah, you have your first sponsor, Sky River, uh, Sky River Valley Casino, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Sky River Sky Valley River Casino. Valley. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? An endorsement. Okay. This is the first time. <laughs> yeah. I can't, yeah. let me just tell you, that. I can't remember the last time that I've been offered as a radio personality an endorsement without me getting it first. And then after I get it, being chastised for being too about me. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which so is crazy selfish. because that's all the endorsement is, is 
They ask you what you like. You are a talent. You're a public figure. If you believe in the product, you talk about the product, everyone's happy. I make money. They make money. The company makes money. That's how it's supposed to go. The last tour, I specifically was told, or at least was told to my, I think, my agent at the time, uh, Jason's only about himself. He's going out trying to get his own endorsements. <laughs> How else are you supposed to get them when they're not selling them? Right. And, and I was, I was uh, so I stopped doing it. So I just didn't have any, I didn't have any endorsements. Then fast forward like a year later, Jason's not being very, he's not participating in sales and trying to help get endorsements. Oh, you're not sales friendly. <laughs> you're a pariah. <laughs> I just didn't understand. So we haven't even been on the air yet. Mm-mm. Our start day is March 13th and we've already got a sponsor and an endorsement and a couple waiting in the wings, you know. Nate, they've got like a multi-tiered plan that's like layers. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like I'm not, I'm not yeah. getting into the details, but like just to give you an idea of how forward this company is. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> not used to that. Yeah, like. Mm-mm, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. And, you know, when we go on the air the first day, you know, the show's going to be fine. Um which I'll get to you guys listening and, and the mistake I made 10 years ago and, and where everybody comes into play. But, you know, I've been doing this long enough to know you can't win the first day. It's impossible. You, you just can't win the first day on the air. Um, you might win the first week, but you definitely are not winning the first day, you know, because you're going to be compared to another show or you're going to, you know, anything new sucks. And now if that's not the case, then I'm really getting punked. <laughs> right. They're like, oh my gosh, I love this new show. Yeah. Great. It, if, if, you know, if we get phone calls day one going, <laughs> man, don't know who the hell you guys are, but thanks for being here. You guys are a lot of fun. We just, thank you guys. <laughs> I'm walking out. I'm just saying, okay, I can't take it anymore. This is, this is too trippy. We had, oh, listen to this. We had the morning show. From the top forty stations, so they have all these great radio stations. They have they have an alt station. They have a um, a classic rocker. They have a sports station. The sports guys are way cool. The top forty show we met. There was like this employee breakfast that they had, uh, top of the line breakfast. They introduced us, and and this, this morning show comes out, and they're the sweetest, nicest people you could possibly meet. You know, so excited! Radio talent meeting radio talent. Usually they get. The glare. Yeah, you're, 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 you know, most radio talent are insecure. They're going to, you know, it's like, oh, they're coming after us. They're coming after our jobs. And this, they reached out, they hugged, they handshook, they, they offered to, t- they like, next week, lunch on us. Yeah, they wanted to take us right. out, talk. And I'm like, all right, I got to keep an eye on these guys. <laughs> no, because the, <laughs> the, the person um, who's kind of coming from the same background as me, he ran up to me. He's like, oh, hi such and such and I was an intern and now I'm a third mic and I was like congratulations you know I was an intern too he's like no way so he starts screaming oh yeah she was an intern everybody I'm like oh my god he was intense I like him a lot (laughs) I like him so that that that's where we're at I I hope everybody can be happy now you guys you you know you two percenters are going what about us you know what happens to us um and I don't want you to think I'm abandoning you because I'm not like I the, this is how great of a company uh, Odyssey is. In my contract negotiations, uh, I made it very clear that I needed to somehow 
at least transition the podcast or stay with the podcast and not just cut it off uh, dry, you know, clean and simple. And uh, I, t- I, it was, I was adamant about that. And I said, you know, I've got too many respons- <clears throat> excuse me, too many responsibilities to people that have supported this project over the past year plus, um, not only on this show, but sponsor-wise and listenership-wise. I said, I cannot just run from it because that's what I did 10 years ago. 10 years ago, when I left Orlando, Florida to move to Atlanta, Georgia to do radio, <clears throat> uh, most of you know the story on going to the sports station and then the rock station and how I was supposed to go to the rock station and it just didn't happen and blah, blah, blah. But when I left Orlando, I was so disgruntled and so pissed off and fairly immature about some of my choices, I guess. Um, I just wanted out. I, I, was, I was fed up with the people around me. I was fed up with the show. I was fed up with the company. I was fed up with everything. And I just wanted out. So how it worked was I, my last day was like a Tuesday. I had booked travel to Atlanta that Thursday. So I get to Atlanta Thursday, two days to find a house. We found a house to rent, Rach and I did. And then we went to Vegas and got engaged and stayed there for five days, flew back, packed, and moved. Mm. I mean, you think this is crazy, what we're doing here, because we are leaving our families behind yes. for a short period of time. But uh, that, was, that, was, that was nuts. And while I was doing that, <clears throat> my, the people I worked with at the time took that as a way to take shots at me. And they were very vocal on Facebook which I believe the comments are still there. So, I don't know. We should probably delete those. Um, <laughs> Nate, actually, you're cleaning it up, right? Or you've cleaned it yeah, up? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. clean that up, too, if you, if you don't mind. Okay. Yeah, I'll thanks. just keep the good ones. Yeah, just, yeah, just, just keep the good But But I'm reading this as I'm in Vegas, and, and you know my cell signal's bad at the time, and so I couldn't. But I didn't want to reply. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to reply. The two people that were the pissed off the most were my wife, were Rach and Nate. Oh. And, and and they're like, dude, you got to say something. You got to say something. I'm like, I don't want to say anything. I'm out, you know. And if I would have said something, you know, no, I always say no one wins a Facebook argument, right? Right. Um, no one's going to win. You just keep going back and forth. The problem is, is my audience there never got closure. Uh, like now that I've revived that old Facebook page because there's like 10,000 plus uh, followers on that page i'm going to use that facebook page for our show and also i have an instagram that i've launched called it's the bs um you'll see the purple bs logo because i can't use podcast the bs that was my fault all right i shouldn't have done that the youtube channel will stay the same uh we're going to use the twitch we didn't use the twitch all that much of the podcast but we're probably going to try to use it with the radio show um so so all that stuff will be, you know, and the website will have to go through the station website, um, which should be interesting. So the, the, the podcast itself will transition from platforms. So there will be a different RSS feed. And all these things that you guys wanted from us, um, like the, the games especially, everybody loved right, the everybody games that we games. did. You're going to get that in this new version of the BS podcast. And I, I'm going to then try to find different ways to add on just for the podcast audience. It's just you're going to have to go to a different place to do it. And we'll keep you updated. All I ask from you guys is I want to include you in on this because I know, you know a large portion of our audience is in Georgia. 
right. based off of our old radio station. Mm-hmm. I get that, and I appreciate that. Um, this day and age, you don't have to listen to local radio. You can listen anywhere if you have something <clears throat> digital. Right. So if you're listening to this podcast and you, you know, what we've heard from people is we want more, we want more, we want more. All that kind of, well, you're now going to get five days a week plus mm-hmm. and you will get, you know, the games, the interviews, the bits and all that stuff. So our podcast at our last place that we were at was like top, it was top 30 in the company something people really dug the, the yeah, podcast people listen there was a lot of spins i got to see that once i was in charge of like the uploading of it so yeah so all as i ask of you is you continue to follow us on social media um you continue or you 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 go to the other bs social media the one with the purple logo and like it and like it and follow it mm-hmm. and then i'm going to join you guys in with our new audience here in sacramento and that audience kind of like what Nelson was alluding to sooner than later is going to grow even bigger. So we're going, I'm, I'm trying to bring both my mistake 10 years ago was I left. I didn't bring my Orlando audience with me. Now I had people that really liked what I did down there and, and figured it out and followed me. But for the most part, the majority of people, I just left them in the dust. And I, and, and to this day, I regret it. I regret it, regret it, regret it. I'm not going to do that to you guys. So um, it's up to you though. You know, if you if you want to continue to to roll with us or not, um, I hope you do, because I think it would be a lot of fun. Not to say I'm never coming back. Like I'm going to be back in May for my daughter's graduation. Now, after that, I don't know how much I'm going to be back, but maybe we can get together, grab a beer or something. I'm taking the red eye back, so I won't get in until early that morning. But yeah, I'll probably be going back for my daughter's birthday. Um, um, she got to get her license. <laughs> so that's another thing because we left, <laughs> like we left our families. To, to come and do this job. And, and I'm not complaining about it. So Rach just left and I'm already like. Sad. Yeah. I felt so bad for him yesterday. <laughs> I thought they were still here and going in a minute. And I came in and his bed stripped and he's just laying across it and his hands behind his head, his face red. I'm like, are you okay? Rachel's gone. He's like, yeah, she's gone. You know, I dropped her off early and I'm just sad. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's going to be okay. He's like, she left some of her perfume behind. So, you know, that was nice of her. And, and I just was, I went to my room and closed the door and I'm like, maybe I should have talked to him a little longer or something. I didn't, I didn't know what to do. You know, it's like, uh, it's really wild, mate, because, you know, you're the guy that I know that's known him longer than I've known him, you know? So when we right. all met together, I remember that, Jason. And that guy is not lamenting. He's not sad laying on a bed. He's shot out of a cannon and moving on to whatever the next thing that has caught his fancy. So to see him have softened up as a man and as a dad and to have opened up as this really genuine and sweet dude, it's very exciting to be a part of this team. I just want to say that to all you guys that, like, I've seen many evolutions of Jason Bailey, and I'm really here for 2023. You guys are talking to me like a Madonna. I just keep reinventing myself. What's your well, yeah, it's face? like when you don't see somebody forever and they've changed. Uh, rather, if you see them every day, it's the the change is gradual, so you don't notice it. So yeah, exactly. Nelson, you've probably noticed more than anyone. Oh, it's like a culture shock, Nate. <laughs> so, Rach is back uh, in Roswell, which is weird because we're moving to a place called Roseville. It's an anagram. Yeah. Oh. Of those R's. Uh, and we've she's got to stay behind. She's got to pack the house. And Ariel graduates at the end of May, which is, you know, the whole plan 
you know, as I've said to you guys before, you know, I'm, everybody knows I'm an organizer and a planner. I plan the last contract was supposed, I was supposed to get fired this last December and I was hoping that I could stretch it for another year or I was going to quit or I just wasn't going to renew. Definitely wasn't staying there. One of the, one of the two uh, or three. And that did, I got, I got bumped a year early. So that was cool. Cause I got to do the podcast, which was just a total blessing. Very, very cool. A lot of fun, um, learned a ton and then we, we've had a great time and we're going to continue to do it. So, uh, the, the idea was all wrapped around Ariel's graduation. Like I couldn't move. I couldn't do anything unless until she graduated. So when she graduates in May, May 22nd, you know, then it's all good. So hopefully she should be coming out with us. We've already purchased a house. So nice. Yeah. We, 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 we <laughs> so bought, nice. we bought a house before we saw it. Right. we just we just saw the pictures and then we have an agent out here because when we were out here prior we'd been looking around for the area and we knew what area we wanted to be in so we uh she sent us video we're like good so as long as there's a couple things that need to to need to happen um uh as that needs to get fixed and then once they get fixed we're we're in and there's like really nothing that we have to do to it but there's going to be a lot of pool days a lot of pool days. They mm-hmm. have such a cool pool, and it has a hot tub. I just want to go get in the hot tub. Mm-hmm. That's I'll be it. right over. And it's connected to the pool, like the how the fancy rich people houses are. <laughs> oh, it's fancy. Mm-hmm. She she walks out the back, Nate, and she she because she just wants to see the heated pool, right? It's That's heated it. pool. She I just want to see the heated pool. I just want to see the heated pool. She goes out there to the pool, and then she uh, she goes, "Oh no, Dan! There's a hot tub connected to the." <laughs> It was like in couples retreat. <laughs> baby, there's fish in the floor. Yeah, baby, there's fish in the floor over here too. <laughs> it was so cool. Like, yeah, Nikki, it's they didn't tell me their part. It's a thing, they you know. They didn't tell me their part. So so yeah, Nikki, you know, left her daughter behind. I mean, that's not shocking, I know, to most people, but uh, it is very shocking. Okay. Shocking. That is my child that I birth. Yeah. Just leave her places. She has never saying? been away from me since she's been born. This is really? the first time, yes. Well, She's not a fan of her kid. She hates hates her daughter. She hates her dog. Understood. Let me tell you a story real quick, Nelson. Christmas time. She didn't put a tree up for her child. I was downsizing. And you're trying to tell me you love your child. And she she didn't, I didn't think she threw her at Christmas. Now, for somebody that supposedly (laughs) loves God, Mm. right? I don't know how you explain JC's birthday without a tree. Right. It's not his birthday. It's not a tree. I've never taught her that Christmas was about gifts and Jesus' birthday. Well, it's about giving Jesus gifts, right? Oh, but wait till wait till her her birthday rolls around. Frankincense and myrrh. We're gonna have to have all of it. It's a month. It's (laughs) a month event, right? Jesus, we can't celebrate Jesus' birthday, no, (laughs) No. sir, Bob. But Nikki D's birthday. I went to Mexico. (laughs) I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. No, my daughter. I love my daughter. My daughter's very kind of sad. She did shock me because normally she leaves during the summers and she doesn't even call me. But this time okay. that I'm leaving, like she kind of had a whole breakdown and Aww. she was crying and stuff, and it made me feel horrible. So this is, I think, finally she's appreciating me because okay. now yeah. I'm gone and not hurt. Well, she's of an age where she can start to notice that stuff too, right? Because she's in her teens and yeah, she's kind of becoming going on fifteen, like figuring so. out what it is to be a human and that transition into adult, and, yep. and so like reality's starting to set in a little bit. Yep, she texts me going every on twenty five. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Oh. I, 
I don't know why you guys are talking. Her daughter does not like her. Like, yeah. My daughter just loves stop, me. Stop with this story. Right? Yeah, this story is bullshit. My daughter loves me. They don't like each other. She's like, once I think a couple times, safe haven. She dropped her off at a fire station. Safe haven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody had to amend that rule because for 20 minutes we were, you could drop up to an 18 year old off at the, yeah. the firehouse I thought that's why I saw you on KETV in Omaha didn't I trying no, to drop her not. off no you didn't yeah, yeah. you were about 20 she, minutes too late they had already updated the law <laughs> she drove herself there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just let the car roll down the street <laughs> and Nelson you know has got two kids mm-hmm. that he left in the snow uh, in Nebraska yep you know, so they're uh, they're cold. They're, yeah, they're still, wow, they don't have any. They don't have any equipment either. I brought their coats and everything with me. So. He just gave them a pole to breathe out of. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So you know, Nelson. You know, we're all making sacrifices, right. and uh, and we'll figure it out. You know, we thank God have a place to live that's you know not horrible and that's near everything. That's another thing is. There's nothing that's far away. Mm-mm. You know, like in Atlanta, everybody says it's 20 minutes away. I mean, it's like pretty much any city. They say it's 20. We know in, in Atlanta, it's actually not. It's an hour and 20 minutes away because you got to add an hour of traffic. Traffic. Oh, yeah. oh, my goodness. Everything here is not 20 minutes away. It's 10. It just takes 20 <laughs> minutes when Bailey's driving. That's oh, my it. God. But yes. it's really not 20 minutes because we went somewhere yesterday where he drove us there and it seemed like forever. Thank you. But then our boss drove us back and we were like back in two minutes. And then Nelson's like, how did we get here so fast? Not only that, Jason took us on the interstate, dude. So it was like the interstate's two seconds away from the Airbnb. He hops on the interstate. Boom. We're driving. Had to be half hour. Felt like 45 minutes on the road. Then we're taking back streets, stopping for beers, hanging out with our boss. Yeah. And it felt like we were there in 15. Two minutes. It was so crazy. The the good news is, is I'm moving from Roswell Road to Roseville Road. (laughs) So I'm taking Roseville Road everywhere. (laughs) <laughs> you you got to change with the times, friends. You got to change. God. Look, I'm a different type of driver. I'm not trying to get anywhere slow. fast. I yeah, I'm slow. <laughs> yeah, you are a different type of driver. I, and we drive around in circles a lot. Okay, there's some times that I because I'm not concentrating. I miss the I miss the blue line. <laughs> I don't know how you miss the lady over the loudspeaker. In 100 feet, turn left. He's not listening to her. He's, He's not. I yes, Rage got upset with me she didn't get mad at me she got upset with me because i almost hit a lady walking across the street Ooh. i didn't see her laugh. didn't even see her How, what were you talking about that you didn't see a whole person i just i'm in a daze sometimes i my concentrate i gotta this is the other thing i gotta get back into focus i mean when i'm focused i'm like laser focused but this past year is just open the kid up you know, I mean, just relaxed. And, I don't think Sacramento you know, is going to be good for you in that regard because you're only going to get more relaxed. So I, I think I got to get rid of the truck and get something that drives itself or smaller. You definitely got to go because he can't park that thing either. He got yelled at. This is the only moment he's had so far. He got yelled at at Trader Joe's by the buggy guy. Yeah, but when he yelled at me, was hanging in the road. He yelled at me nicely. <laughs> like he said, "Sir, would you do you mind put you know." pulling in a little bit more that's that's his that's what he said and i said not a problem and he smiles he goes yeah we have that problem all the time i appreciate it thank you that's a fight that's a fight in sacramento so, you just got into. so nikki's saying he yelled at me he didn't yell at me he reprimanded me yeah no, he got truck. cross with you he got cross with me <laughs> uh, already joined a gym 
So we're we're doing the gym, trying to get these oh, guys. I assume they have LA Fitnesses out there. No, actually, actually, no. I haven't seen an LA Fitness. <laughs> They're called Atlanta Fitnesses. <laughs> yeah, ATL Fitness. <laughs> no, uh, we're just uh, did the Planet Fitness, the quick sign up and the easy outs. Um, so the Planet Fitnesses here are open. I don't. I haven't been to a Planet Fitness in a while, but. They're open 24 hours, and they've got tanning and hydro massage and all the gimmicks, like what Crunch has. You know, um, I didn't realize Planet Fitness had that now. I don't know if the ones in Atlanta have them or not. But uh, so we're we're all going. Yeah. And, you know, I'm trying to help these guys, you know, get, get, get a little. My muscles hurt so bad. So I, I, I know that it's working, though, because I'm looking forward to going to the gym so that I can walk on the treadmill. And it stretches out my legs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So got Bailey nice. boot Bailey boot camp going on, Nate. And I joined a tennis facility. And I haven't started there yet, but uh, I joined. That I was bought all the logo gear. It's crazy. I just yeah. walked in with $1,000 worth of stuff with the name of the tennis place on, the headband, everything. Johnson Ranch. <laughs> He's got the water <laughs> bottle. He's, like, splashing it in his face. But even, even that sign-up was cool. You know, meeting the pro out there is cool. And it, it's just, it, you know, I said this when I was uh, talking about my, my past trip out here, you know, if you say some, to somebody in Atlanta, <clears throat> you know, I'm going to Sacramento, I'm moving to Sacramento. It's a, it like immediately goes politics, right? That's where it immediately yeah. goes. And that's sad that that's what happens. And, you know, then you, they don't you know, get followed up or, or preluded by, you know, it's like, <laughs> why would you want to move there? And this is, usually coming from somebody that lives in Buford, you know, or, or, or like Cleveland or, you know, like, or or Noonan, you know, and I'm not taking shots at your city. I'm just saying like, this is a, this is the capital of, of, of the state. This is pretty cool. There's a lot of stuff going on here. This is a, a, it's got this hub and everything's only an hour and a half drive away. And everybody, the exodus out of California a lot of those people are actually moving here, mm-hmm. which is great for like property value and, and stuff like that. And then that's the other thing people will say is everybody's moving out of there. You know why? Because they got problems because of the politics or the this or the taxes <laughs> or this. I'm like, yeah, that's when you move to a state. That's why you go to Walmart at 1 a.m. and not during prime hours. Is because you don't want to deal with the people. Right. Mm-hmm. So if there's ever a time to move to a state, it's when there is an exodus. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? Because you're going to get better prices for housing and you're going to be more comfortable. It's right. not going to be as much traffic and congestion. But all that stuff is really more of the big metros like L.A. and San Francisco and San Diego and stuff like that. Um, Sacramento is becoming that, especially because it's so close to San Francisco. It's kind of It reminds me a lot, Nate, of Orlando to Tampa. You know, mm-hmm. just obviously Tampa, not as big as San Francisco, but and still Bay, you know, Tampa Bay, San Francisco Bay. And then to the yeah. right is Orlando. To the right is Sacramento. It's very similar. The the setup and the feel, actually, uh, everything here is is a new feel. It's uh, like a new building, the stucco, the Mexican style, you know, Spanish style tile and all that stuff. I love it. The, Even the, the streets roof. look new. The streets are clean and new. <laughs> They, they have the largest curbs I've ever seen. They're so tall. If you oh, hit a curb God. with your car, and they're just like randomly in the middle of the street, your car <laughs> is getting screwed up. Oh, it's, yeah. Tesla's not making it over that. No, not no at way. all. Not at all. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there was something else that I wanted to bring up, and I forgot what it was. Are we missing anything? 
Um, being locked in two times a day here is probably the only thing I think we didn't You're talk about. You're locked in two times a day? Yeah, because of the school right there. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the, this Airbnb that we have, they didn't they didn't say this in the air. We, we met the owner, and he's cool. It was kind of weird. He stopped by the other day. He's like, hey, I bought a new couch for the place. It was supposed to be here before you arrived, but it didn't. Do you mind if I take the old one out and swap it out? I'm like, yeah, sure. It's fine, Go sir. Ahead. Uh, so we saw, so anyway, where we're at, the, like one of the first days we were here, we were going to leave and we started to walk out and out in front of the house, it was just, Flooded. it looked like 1982 trying to get into a rock show. <laughs> it was yes. just cars and people walking around the cars. It was like the walking dead, right? It was just all these cars that were like, what the shit is going on? <laughs> and I'm looking around and I don't see a school. I don't see anything. And so I, I walk out to a guy in his car by himself. Um, they're, they're, they're polite enough not to park in front of the driveway, which was nice. But he's parked right before my, our driveway. Just guy in his mid-30s sipping on a iced coffee. And in Atlanta, if you were to walk up to somebody's windshield. And, they're going to look at you crazy. Or pull a gun on you, right? <laughs> so, so I kind of tiptoe up, which I'm like, oh, this is going to make it worse. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I tap, you know, I tap on his window and, uh, and, he's, and, he, and he rolls it down and he says, Hey, how are you? What can I do for you? <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? This Spanish guy. And I said, yes, sir. I, I go, well, just, I just got into town and, and, uh, staying at this house right here and trying to get out and, Oh, do you need me to move my truck? I'll try to move. No, 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 no. We'll wait. But what's going on here? He goes, Oh, there's a school right there. We're just waiting for our kids to come. It'll right. be it'll be clear in twenty minutes. Okay, this, this is a small little neighborhood, and there's cars everywhere. There's Let no way cars. that these cars are going to be gone in twenty minutes. Okay, so I come inside. I'm like, guys, we're going to be here. We're stuck. We got to figure out the times so we know how to get out, especially when we're going. By the way, uh, we're doing afternoons at at ninety eight Rock in Sacramento, uh, so it's three to seven Pacific time. So yeah. if you guys want to listen live, it'll be six o'clock Eastern, Eastern time. So we're a night show to you guys. Anyway, come back in, talk a little bit, walk outside. All the cars were gone. Twenty minutes. <laughs> they were just disappeared. <laughs> and when he says schools right down the road, we're talking like it's three doors down. Like it's a neighbor where this junior high is at. That's how close it is to this Airbnb. Yeah, yes. they they didn't put that in the description. No, not, not that I would have probably known how bad it was. The other thing they didn't put in the description was in my room, the master, the, there's no door in the bathroom. They're like oh swinging goodness. saloon doors. So when Rach was staying here, and you guys know my bathroom issues, I was like, all right, you got to wait outside the door. I got to wait outside the door. I put the covers over my head. It's- I've never seen a couple do this in my life. Any guy that I've been associated enough with that we're in the same space naked, mm-hmm. we can go to the bathroom together. No. I'd be coming out and uh, I'll open the door. Jason's like, oh, I'm in here. I'm like, what are you doing? We can't use the bathroom to, at the same time in the room. Somebody has to leave out. And I'm like, what? So Rachel tells me, she's like, yeah, I just had to hold my pee till he fell asleep. I said, are you kidding me? She's like, no, because he's really funny about it. And I couldn't go to y'all bathroom because it's the middle of the night. So I just waited. I'm saying, that's ridiculous. That is literally one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. I didn't know she had to hold her peepees. She did until you fell asleep. You should feel horrible about it. That's your wife. I do. I want to send her cranberry. I mean, what are you going to do when you guys get old and you got to wipe her butt? Not having it. Oh, my goodness. The euthanasia. 
Why what? does she have to wait till you go to sleep, though? Like, you're weird because, uh, no, don't come in the bathroom while I'm in the bathroom. But like, No, he doesn't want her to go either. But while he's awake. Yeah. Yeah, well, because there's a door. There's no door. The, that's weird to me with the no door. I can kind of yeah. get behind it a little bit. It's like bit. you're in the same bathroom. I don't like it. That's what I'm saying. Is, is, is I, Really, don't Nelson? Hold on. Don't get it mm-hmm. twisted. I don't not like my wife to not to go to the bathroom at all. <laughs> she's got certain hours she's allowed to do things. I've seen the list on the wall. <laughs> right after she cleans up and does laundry and cooks, she can go to the bathroom. Right. She's got three bathroom breaks a day. Right. So it's just it's weird. So, I mean, I'll step outside or there was another bathroom. So just go into your bathroom and, mm-hmm. you know, and she's gone now. So it's not an issue anymore. But it was an issue. It was weird. Very weird. We've been in that situation one other time that was in Mexico with the Airbnb. So weird. It was the door. What was it, Nate? Like the door. It didn't go all the way down or something. It was like a swing. It was like a stall door or something. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And what? It was like the, it was like the saloon doors, but just one of them, but to the bathroom. Right. Right. But, but in that case, we was just like, hey, just leave the room, and I'll use the restroom. You know. So anyway. That's <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm, I'm kind of with that. I'm kind of with them in that. But why the saloon? Like, what you do in the bathroom, there's no, like, delineation then between the bathroom and the bedroom. My baby daddy would sit in the bathroom and talk to me while I use the bathroom. You guys sound crazy I'll right talk now. to you through the door. That's weird. You can't. I'm pooping right now. (laughs) Nate does the show on the bathroom. Nate Nate does the show on a toilet. (laughs) (laughs) That's weird. (laughs) All right. So uh, the next couple weeks, definitely the next couple weeks, it's going to be interesting. So we'll see. You know, just going to have to bear with us. It's it's not going to be the same schedule because we're going to be doing a million different things. Uh, I definitely wanted to get an episode in this week for you guys and explain to you. That's why we're, we're releasing this on, on Wednesday, uh, because it should have come out in the trades either yesterday or today. Um, and I wanted to, uh, I had the, the conversation I had with George Karloftis uh, in the can, and I want you guys to hear that because I really enjoyed that. That was cool. Um, so that's what's happening. It's very exciting, you know, um, it's 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 I, I I'm I'm not I haven't been this happy in a very long time. Yeah. And, and we appreciate everybody that um, is supporting that wants to support. We've you know, saw the comments on social media. The only thing I'm going to ask is when we all merge together is let's be a little nice to the new people coming in, meeting us, because y'all know sometimes y'all get a little testy. On the social media pages. He's spicy. So let's just be like nice that. to each other. Talking to you, Thomas Parrish. <laughs> yes, let's be nice. Talking to you, Jordan Beresford. Be nice. <laughs> Who else am I talking? I'm talking to you, Michael Davis. <laughs> yes, that's all I'm asking. There's another Michael in there, too. There's <laughs> another Michael. I can't remember. Talking to you, name. other Michael. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're like, we live in a cool time now, though, where before, if a radio station or if a radio show left, you were just, they were out of your lives. That's but it. now, it, you know, with, you know, the internet and, and streaming and everything, it's cool that, you know, listeners from Florida or Georgia or Omaha or wherever can still follow you guys. Yeah. Content you can do it from wherever now, so that that's really you know something to look forward to. Yeah, it, and and radio needs more of that attitude of embracing social media, embracing podcasting, embracing the digital element because it's you know that's why radio will die. A radio station will die. A company will die if they have the same mentality that they had back in the nineties that we're the only game in town. No one's gonna. You know, 
there's nothing else out there. If it is, we're just going to ignore it and we're not going to participate. Thank God we're in a situation that that's not the case by no stretch of the imagination. Actually, Odyssey just redid their app where it allows us to post something for the post show if we want to do it, mm-hmm. um, which is just like all these little cool little neat tricks and and, 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 and add-ons and things that they have to do. So I, I just have to figure out, and, and I hope – see, you guys that, that have made this podcast and that especially the ones that followed us from the radio show and have stuck with us, like – you have no idea how much I'm appreciative of you guys. Like how much I, I there's I couldn't have got to where we are here right now without mm-hmm. you guys. Absolutely. Because this podcast played a huge role in this job uh, because of what we accomplished this past year. We did things no other podcast was doing in the in the world. Mm-hmm. You know the events and all that other kind of stuff. I mean, there are podcasts that do stuff like that, but the the way that we were doing these things. We were different. And the content we were putting out. Right. I'm not saying it's dead. It's just I have to find a way to transition that and morph it into what we're doing. And if you guys can give me some leniency and bear with me and and just support what we're doing and, and know that I'll always have you guys in mind, um, I'll make it work. But I just don't know how to do it right now because I don't know the tools that I'm going to be working with. Right. Let's That's go. all. And, and, but once I do it, you know, Nate's still on board. Like for people are going like, well, I, I want to listen to the show, but I don't listen to this fucking guy. I want to listen to Nate, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> well, the pot, like there's going to be aspects of the podcast that Nate will still be a part of, you know, like there, there's no heat here at all. Um, so like as we transition and might not be able to give you as much content as we did before, Nate and his wife are going to do uh, a full episode of the Mexico moment. Okay. Yeah, which is cool because he's got tons of stuff that he does. Like, uh, like they do a lot over there. So I want to listen to that dope. because of all the stuff that they do. He's mm-hmm. exhausting. Honestly, uh, it's, it's, it is. It's awesome. He's like a travel channel. He's, yeah, he's supposed to be out just enjoying life, and there's all this work. It's itineraries and all this stuff. Uh, and then Brandon will continue to have uh, the Clueless Two thing, I guess. Right? I don't know. I haven't talked to him in a while. Have you talked to him, Nate? Is he alive? Is he fine? Yeah, yeah, I think he's alive. He's working. He, he, le- he said he learned how to golf, so he's been doing some golfing. I've only been gone for two weeks. <laughs> yeah, feels like well, you don't he, learn how to golf Woods. for two weeks. He's a Tiger Woods and Noonan. Brandon does. All right, uh, so that's gonna. I think I've explained everything that, that I. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, we've got to do a Mexico moment. Shit, yep. we haven't even got to a Mexico moment yet. We've been sitting there yapping. Uh, no, it's all good. Uh, all right. Well, you want to do a kind of a condensed one, and then we'll do some bonus stuff. So here we go. And now a Mexico moment with Nate. All right. Go ahead. Uh, Mexico moment with Nate brought to you by Inspect All Pest Services. Inspect All Pest Services provides high-quality termite, pest, and wildlife control. But that's not all they do. Inspect All can take care of your insulation, pressure washing, gutter maintenance, and other home services in the metro Atlanta and surrounding region. And now you can mention the BS and get 10% off. You can reach them at 770-483-2420. That's 770-483-2420. Nice. All right. What do you got? All right. Um, so this is when uh, my parents were in town uh, visiting us and we they wanted their last day. They wanted to go over to the island of Cozumel and uh, you guys have all been there. Well, I don't know. Actually, Nelson, have you been to Mexico before? No, you're you're on my bucket list, man. Ever since you and Alexis moved down there, I just wanted to like uh, uh, just get there and I just haven't been able to yet. 
yeah, well, maybe you guys all come down sometime, do a, you know, you could write it off. It'll be some kind of, you know, work trip. <laughs> maybe. Oh, oh they, they're already planning work trips for us, yes. like in crazy. Hawaii, Hawaii and Tahoe and Reno and Vail. Va- <laughs> so yeah. let me add Mexico. Just I can okay. add it. That's fine. Please. Go ahead. Continue. Oh. Hopefully they can figure out how to tax you. But, um, yeah, if you guys come down, um, Nelson will take you over to the island of Cozumel. Love that. Uh, But so you take a ferry over there. It's maybe about 45-minute ride, and it's fairly easy. You just go from the channel between, like, the mainland of Mexico into, you know, the island of Cozumel. So we uh, we take it over, and it's been windy, like, the last few weeks here. So we take it over. It was actually pretty rough. or the roughest I've ever, you know, been on the ferry before. And my dad gets kind of seasick and, you know, off roller coasters and shit like that. So he took some Dramamine and seemed to be fine. But anyway, so we rent a car, we go around the island, um, go to the backside, but this is their last night. So we're planning on getting a nice dinner when we get back to Playa del Carmen. Uh, And so we were trying to take the 6 p.m. ferry. So we, I drop them off at the, the port. There's a lot of people there. There's a big, long line. So I, I'm like, well, you guys get in line. I'm going to go return the car. So I drop them off. They get in line, and I go return the car. And so it's yeah, f- about 5.30. And I realize when I get up there, it's not just like a line for tickets or security or whatever. Like, there's gates across, like, the pier. Like, they're not letting people in there. So I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I get a message from our friend that lives on Cozumel that, who is in, was in Playa del Carmen that day, and she says, Hey, uh, just to let you know, like, I guess it would be the Marines or the Coast Guard. The Coast Guard just said that they are shutting down the ports and there will be no more um, ferries tonight, like till tomorrow. Wow. So we're like, what the fuck do we do? So there's, I mean, it's literally like there's hundreds of people just standing out there. Uh, And so we're like, okay, well, I guess the six o'clock one ain't happening. So we go over try to figure out what to do. um, Go, go to this bar, get a drink. And it's kind of it's up on the second level, so we can see. So hold you know, on, they they what, did they what, did that because of the weather. I'm assuming, right? Yeah, yeah. So we okay. find out it's because the 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 seas were too rough and they didn't feel comfortable putting gotcha. people on there. But where we were, it was super calm um, because you know the the weather kind of goes around the island, um, so we're kind of in the on the inside of it. So we're not getting in. It's we're, we're like blocked by the other side of the island. Please so tell we're not me. Really please, seeing, please tell me the story ends with all of you swimming back. well uh so i'm telling my dad and i don't know i mean you guys know my dad he's uh he's a planner and he's always thinking about three steps ahead what what's the worst possible situation let me bring everything with just in case you know i need uh you know a, a a german um uh, dictionary for some reason. I don't know, just weird shit he brings. <laughs> and, uh, so, so I'm telling him like, dad, like all these people are trying to get on the ferry. If it's shut down tonight, we need to find a place to stay. Cause there's only so many places on this Island. Um, and, uh, so I'm starting to look at Airbnbs and he's not doing anything. He's just sitting there very calm. And I'm like, bro, this is time for your, uh, your planningness to kick in and let's do something. And, uh, so I'm looking, there's one Airbnb, and it's 55 bucks. I'm, and I was like, bro, it was like, we got to stay. We're going to have to stay here tonight. We need to get this. And he's like, well, let's just see. Like, let's just see what happens. I'm like, what do we do? And we're going to be sleeping on the streets. And we're sitting up there. And it was our, our ferry was supposed to be at 8 p.m. It's about 930 at this point. 
and we see all these people running like the day after tomorrow and it's, they're just running to it. They'd open the gates and they were letting one ferry go at like nine 30. So we, we book it down there. We get through the crowd. We'd already bought our tickets online. So we didn't have to wait for tickets or to, to buy a ticket or anything. And we get on the last fucking boat and just make it home. We didn't get home till like 11 or something. <laughs> so you did get back though. They, yeah, they, yeah, we finally yeah. got back, but we yeah. almost got stranded on this island. So that um, winter storm, you had back-to-back winter storms. You had what Olive and Piper, and then it, it's it was historical, right? With the snow that there's still houses under twenty plus feet of snow in Northern California. Uh, like you look at the Hollywood sign and behind it, we got stuck in the first wave in Flagstaff. Mm-hmm. Did you, uh, radio personality, Corey Fitz, uh, you guys know Corey, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or Fitz. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he lives in Texas and he made the news. He got stuck in that big Texas tornado and he, he's rolling tape and he's like, the, he sees the tornado to the left and he's like, shaking and sweating he's in his truck and he's just trying to outrun it it was really trippy go to his social media you'll see it i didn't realize it was fitz when you were looking at that the other day that that's what you were talking about yeah and you want to talk about a giant of a man he's about the only one to be safe in a tornado because he's about seven feet tall like a redwood yes his head would stick out the top (laughs) yeah it's like peeking out the top of the truck he'd use it like a hula hoop <laughs> woo, woo, woo. He looked like the Iowa State logo. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Sticking out of that tornado. Yes. So the 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 winds that you're talking about, like every like we experienced it driving across uh, as soon as we got, I think, into like Oklahoma, uh that you we were getting twenty to thirty mile per hour gusts and the farther west that we went, they would pick up. So there are some like when the elevation got up to five, six, seven thousand feet, they're like, be careful, you could get up to seventy mile per hour gust. By the way, that's a hurricane gust. I mean, oh. yeah, tropical storm is, I think, 42. Sustained. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be sustained 70. So when we're driving over here, um, I kind of got a lay of the land before with uh, one of my big, big bosses who's out of Dallas that I met in Vegas when he was out there. But uh, he was, he, he mem- he'd been, done the trip once, and he memorized it. It was perfect, too. He memorized it to a T. And he was like, yeah, it's like the only tricky part is like, you just got to be worried before, right? If once you get to Bakersfield, you'll be fine. But those mountains in between, it's going to be a little overwhelming because it's so big and wide and you'll see cars underneath of you. And then the elevation goes up and the the weather changes. And I'm like, I'm terrified. I'm going, what am I driving into right now? <laughs> but the winds that Nate's talking about, when you get to like 7,000 feet elevation, and, I mean, it's not like you're on the edge of a mountain or anything, but still, you're on a mountain. And those are blowing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you pull a little leather in is what you're saying? Nervous. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I was terrified. I'm sitting there white knuckling the whole time, oh, trying yeah. to be cool. Rach knew it. She knew, she knew I was worried. She knew I was worried. I would have been worried if I was her. Well, yeah. luckily, they're Wait. only going 35 miles an hour, so they'd be okay. <laughs> it's not like they were worried about crashing into anything. That's true. We were. Let's probably do it. They, they, they named the storms, like the snowstorms? Yeah. All, it was Olive and Piper. Uh, I thought they only named hurricanes. Yeah, me too. I didn't know that. Yeah, no, they name I mean, everything nowadays. Yeah. And they're named after like aspiring actresses in LA. Well, they're also really <laughs> annoying white girls, aren't they? Snowstorms, Oliver and by Olive and Piper. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, the we we got rain last night. Do you guys see my truck? No. That was that was that was rainstorm Randall. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh my 
like, what? What's on your truck? It rained? Rain, yeah, Rainstorm Randall. Yeah, came through <laughs> last already night. down to the R's. About, about 20 minutes. Yeah. I think uh, I think in three days we're going to have another rainstorm. What is it going to be called? Stefan. Okay. Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll actually be glowing. That one at the end of it. You'll yeah. be glowing when you're done. All right. Let me give you a reminder. We'll get your bonus content for you premium two percenters, and we'll get back to uh, we have safe words. All right. So we'll explain the safe word. You get to know Nelson a little bit more other than the conversation we just had. So bear with us. Be patient. Please be supportive. Continue to support. Uh, reach out and start to follow some of the other social media stuff. Uh, it's the BS. You'll see the BS purple logo. It's just on Instagram and it's just on Facebook. So it's just those other two. But especially the Instagram, I need to get uh, you guys over there as well. Yes, follow, follow, follow. Follow, 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 follow. Oh, also, another thing that we're doing is uh, I've had Buddy, our video guy, upload like 60 interviews, just the interviews that we've done over this past year plus on YouTube. So they are now available, free of charge, of course, Mm -hmm. uh, for the interviews, the, the visual of the interviews. So and I know, we know y'all want to go see those interviews. Right, right, right. Don't rush over the YouTube. Yeah. Um, and I know Nate has pulled some uh, of just the interviews as well that we're going to, I think, move over to the new RSS feed when we can. So that'll be cool. So anyway, we're working on it. Podcastthebs.com. That's the website. Oh, you know, I did. I just bought thebaileyshow.com. Can you do something with that, Nate? Can you, like... I mean, it's easy just to redirect things to it, right? Can you just redirect it to, I guess, jasonbailey.com or podcastthebs.com maybe? Yeah, or are you guys getting a new site for yeah, that's the show? one thing that's kind of the jury's out. We don't know yeah, how that works yet. Okay. I, I think well, they, maybe we wait and I can just forward that to wherever, whatever the new situation is. Oh, yes, that would make sense. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we can do that and they'll still, we can still, they'll still get credit and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. Excellent. All right. Uh, all right. Podcastthebs.com, all of our social media. Please stay up to speed. I will update you guys uh, with any new information now that the information is out and I can talk about it. You know where we're at. We will start posting all the cool stuff that we're doing. Hopefully, you'll come along for the ride. If you're ever out in the area, you've got friends. So just let us know. We'll meet up. We'll take you out. We'll get a beer. We'll have a two percenters, even if it's just me. And you, we'll go out and we'll have a beer. All right. So you got friends out here now. Uh, all right. With that being said, Nate, you got anything before we get out and get into the bonus content for the two percenters, premium two percenters? Just super happy for you guys. I'm excited. Um, and you guys all deserve it. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you Nate. Nikki. You got a friend in me. That's you it. got a friend in me. That's it? Yeah. Okay. That's what I want to say. That's you singing. Because I like it. Yeah. That's bad, though. It's not. It's not good. I think it sounded good. I I sing and rap. You no, you don't rap. I, <laughs> you make up some songs mm-hmm. that are kind of good sometimes. You <laughs> definitely don't rap. That's Word praise. boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's uh, Nelson, I just want to say thank you. I want to say thank you to to Nate for the headhunt. I'll send you a nice gift. You you and the lovely wife of yours. I want to say uh, thank you to Nikki because you could have easily just been real shady to me, and you've been you've really embraced me since thank I came you. here, and and uh, never forget me, man. Thanks to you, dude. Yeah. Since that moment I met you down in Orlando or Miami, wherever the hell Miami. we were. 
Yeah. 15 years ago. Yeah, just louder than life. I saw you and Nate, and I said, these two guys are going to be some of the closest friends I have for the rest of my life. So I appreciate you uh, putting your faith in me and inviting me out here to Sacramento. One thing some people, people can't say about me is if you're loyal and you don't stab me in the back, I'll do whatever I can to take care of you. Oh, my mom gave me a whole lecture the other day. I'm like, lady, relax. You, I told you, just stick with Bailey. Uh-huh. I'm like, Ma, <laughs> chill. There's, there's an, <laughs> I guarantee there's another woman out there that is saying those exact same words to somebody. <laughs> All right. Uh, with that being said, as always, and I mean this more than I've ever said it before, thanks so much for the support. We appreciate you listening. We'll definitely talk soon and keep you updated. All right. Uh, stick around, you premium 2%ers, for the bonus stuff. Bye. Get off my lawn. It's old man Kevin, and the BS is done for right now. Please share, like, and support podcastbs.com. It's better than radio. Now, get out of here.